Welcome to the Psychedelic Waffle. I'm Sagar and I'm here with Akash and Keith and welcome to episode 9. What's up everybody? What's up everyone? It's your friendly neighborhood Akash. Alright, first, hold on real quick. <laughs> Before we get too far into this guys, I want to say a few things. One, I think we're almost completed the studio. How we it's like it. It looks good, nice. Man. I like, I like I the, love the new additions. Too. It sounds way more dense in here. The voice sounds a little bit more clear. Yeah, I like the, uh, I call it the copper and stone look. With all these curtains. Copper and stone look, yeah. All right, so uh, a few things. Um, One, we were going to have a special announcement about this episode, uh, episode nine, where I'll just say what it was. We were going to all trip on shrooms and and do a podcast. Sounds amazing. uh, Sagar. Had his his go ahead tell yeah, us. So I'm I'm basically just taking a little break right now, tolerance break from uh, all of the you know things that I enjoy doing, psychoactives and whatnot. And you know, after Easter, you know we're gonna we're gonna get after into Lent. it. After we're yeah. gonna get yeah. into it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So okay, so that'll probably be episode ten, eleven, or twelve. But we will absolutely keep everyone in the loop. Definitely let you know when we. Yeah, get and we're really looking forward to doing that. Cause, Hell uh, yeah. Just because <laughs> I I couldn't wait long enough for Saga to. Just get grounded. So I know <laughs> my girlfriend and I. We did psychedelics this past uh, past weekend. We did uh, three grams, and it was pretty damn awesome. It was pretty nice. It's, it's, it's been a while since I did that a fun much. Time, yeah. <laughs> I will say though, I don't know if the psychedelics kind of sat for a while because they they've been here for like a, a month or two. Or actually, no, sorry, about three or four months. So uh, just to describe what kind of happened, it's almost like someone just gave you a pure chemical of like happy and giddy pills. Mm-hmm. Versus, stri- I mean, and you, yeah, euphoria, but less of the visuals. Mm-hmm. When I closed my oh, eyes, okay. I got some visuals. But this was three grams, so, so maybe I needed to either do more. This was more, um, like I guess, in your head. Yeah, it was more. I'd say it's just more of that chemical thing than it was a visual gotcha, kind of gotcha. uh, psychedelic and type thing. So you think that might have been because of storage or because of the time. I guess you guys had it more. I, I, my guess is. Maybe the storage, just because we had done a gram and a half like several months ago, and I feel like I almost got the same amount of visuals from that. So maybe if we had done it sooner, maybe it would have been more. But I don't regret it at all. It was a really great fucking cool. time. Yeah, Tons of laughter. I, as always, with doctor recommendation, I would highly recommend if you can tolerate these types of substances to do that, especially with a loved one, because it was a really fun time. And it was just tons of laughter, but there we there we go. So yeah. Yeah. soon though, we will all be tripping on this podcast. It'll be a great fucking. It's gonna time. be a good time, oh, yeah. <laughs> and we gotta pick out a fun movie to watch because that's one of my favorite things to do is watch trippy movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Fantastic Planet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh <laughs> while you're tripping. Yeah, so. and then I guess uh, the, one of the other new things, uh, I went out and bought some Delta Eight Delta vape 8. fluid, and not, we I mean we heard legal stuff about weed. it. Yeah, it's just legal. Weed, I guess it's just a different it's classification. It's basically just low grade, low grade marijuana, but it get, it gets the job done. Yeah, I'd yeah, say. What do you think? Uh, like twenty percent of like twenty percent of the high, and then the rest is just kind of calming. I, I mean, you, I mean, um, I guess yeah. I guess it's not as strong as like a regular dab pen, but um, for being legal, it gets the job done. At least in the state of Virginia. So I mean, no, that's legal all across the board. You could order Delta Eight products off the internet. Um, got legalized in twenty eighteen uh, when. Uh, I think the Trump administration passed like the hemp laws and stuff. So oh, shit. that's when it got legalized. So 
it's a different chemical compound that that's psychoactive or I'm not quite sure what it is exactly, but it has to do with that delta eight. That's why they call it. Yeah, the isn't delta his regular weed's delta nine, right? Yeah, and it's way stronger. It's yeah. way stronger with the THC um, content, content in there. I would say if you're starting out smoking weed, then maybe delta eight might be the way yeah, to go you, over delta nine. Yeah, I feel yeah. like everyone's weed journey starts with low grade. Marijuana. <laughs> at least for me. Yeah, yeah. So if you're like a heavy smoker, Delta Eight is probably not <laughs> going to be your thing. But uh, anywhere between like a moderate to a beginner smoker, hey, I would go online and order some. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's pretty cool. But it, that's the way it should be with pretty much everything. Like just going yeah. online and just ordering it. But we digress because we live in a society, right? So. Unless you have a tour system and you have uh, access to the dark web, then you can order. Whatever you no, really dark want. web scares me, bro. Oh, I know it's pretty scary. It's terrifying. Yeah. It's tricky because you know it's really cool because now you're able to access a bunch of different IPs that you wouldn't be able to, um, uh, and they can also access you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but you've also just opened a back door into all your stuff. Yeah, I've, I've, that's why I've never really got gotten into like the whole yeah logging into like the dark web and like seeing what they have to offer because I feel like. It's a sketchy place to be, and I feel like someone is trying to get to you. Don't, don't you have to have your own server? Like You, you, can't have, to, just, you have to have a tour system. Yeah, yeah, you have to get your own uh, system to get on there. My whole thing is if you're going to navigate the dark web, uh, it's not something that I, I would say don't do. But if you are going to do it, make sure you know what you're doing because exactly. you better have all your cybersecurity protocols up and to the T because it really is. If you're just going in there not knowing what you're doing, you're basically going in there with like your back door open. Anybody or anything could come in at any time and like just they can literally find your exact location. That That's yeah, so scary because like um, you can compare that to like um, like if you want to get on like the whole spiritual side, like like not not knowing um, like if you're like a like not knowing the Bible enough, I guess, right? And like how demons can like attack you. You left your back door open if you're like dabbling in the dark arts. If you're not well versed. Or that's true. That's don't a good, know how to protect yeah. yourself. I get like, what you're saying. Yeah, like people who like you know like oh let's do this let's summon the devil you know let's draw a pentagram but if you do it wrong you might summon something that might fuck you Bro, up. Bro, like you know? the mummy. Yeah, they know what they were doing. They, yeah, they, they know what they're <laughs> doing. The dead. You gotta know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So smooth transition here. Uh, this episode we're gonna be talking about uh, reality, religion, and the Matrix. Ooh. It's a very heavy subject. So. Let's just try to delve right in, shall we? So let's let's start off yeah. talking about our reality and the society that we live in. Like, you know, right now we live in a society and a reality, I think, which is one of the better uh, realities and times to be alive because things are so, like, conveniently available to us. Like, all the information that you could ever have. You got a library right in the palm of your hand, you know? And Anything that you want to know, you could know. You got to think about, it, like... um the iPhone, the technology that this phone has, was the technology, the exact same technology they used to go to the moon. Yeah. And so, like, it's it's crazy. It's, that it's better than that. Like, yeah, it's like now we have that in the palm of our hands. Like, this same type of technology was used back in the day to send yeah. astronauts to the moon. I think they said even just a, an old school calculator was basically the same amount of technology they had when they went to the moon. That's, like, that's it's crazy. crazy. Like, yeah, like you said, we have literally the library to everything. In the palm of our hands, and it influences us. You know, yeah. it influences how we see things. Like, and it's crazy because like now we have such access to all this information, and it's funny because like the more you have it, the less people are drawn to it. I feel like, because because there 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 are certain people who take advantage of the technology and like all the information out there, but I feel like some people 
aren't as aware to it, and they're not taking full advantage of it, because, like, you'll see, like, a citizen with, like, um, the same access to, like, information, and then, like, a foreigner who doesn't see the same way that person sees it and takes more advantage of the system, because... They see it from the outside. They see it from the outside. Versus yeah. being born into, which we kind of discussed exactly. in the so, yeah. other episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of just, just adding into that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, it's just when... The, the simplest way you can... One of the simplest ways you can put it is just when you were born and you're a kid, which most of us don't really remember everything about it, but, like, what the hell did we think any of this was? Exactly. Like, yeah. what was any of this? Like, we just came out of a, an oblivion of nothingness that we either can't remember or for Forget. whatever reason. And, like, we yeah. just go you just kind of get tossed in it and you just exactly. go with whatever the fuck it is like what is it like we're just like a sponge we just soak whatever like comes our way the first the first the first person you see you just assume that's my parents that's yeah, my mom like that's that exactly. you're imprinted instantly and that's yeah. now your number one go-to exactly and there's no reason i mean obviously there's in your genetics in your dna why you want to do that but it's just like you could have come in contact with like a fluffy bear and just assume that oh that's my my guardian like you, you know exactly and it's crazy like the, that whole that Roman story about the two boys who were abandoned in the woods and they were raised by wolves. Yeah, refresh me on it a little bit. Well, well um, I need to refresh myself too. I'm not sure of the actual names of the both sons, but they... It's all right. What's the gist of the story? Like they Basically, it was children that were raised by wolves and um, I guess when they were... They eventually became, I guess... Like wolf people? They were just, they were just raised by wolves. Did they, they named, like, create the city around? No, no, I think they named That's the city after them. Yeah. Oh shit! Okay. Well, clearly they became famous for it. But... Yeah, they were famous for it. Yeah. Well, th- but there are people who there's stories about people who were. Um... Man, my girlfriend was just telling me there's a name for people who are, who grow up in the woods and are taught by like animals and they're they're like, um, damn, I can't remember the name of it, but they're basically just like free range people who just grew up only around animals and they just kind of almost turned into one and that's their reality. The reality is, I'm just one. Ugh, shoot, I know we always talk about movies. And that's not really reality, but yeah. like Tarzan, he's literally just like one of the, he's one of the uh, the apes, right? Yeah, he you was know, raised by apes, yeah. He just did everything that they did. And then humans were not humans to him; they were outsiders. So I mean, and it's from like, an early age, we're formed to believe a certain reality, whatever that may be. Whatever we're thrown into, it's like everyone's the same. Like all all human beings are the same. Yeah, and you, you can get... throw us anywhere. Like you can throw like a Caucasian person in China, and he will grow up to be a Chinese person. Yep. Because that's where he was. That's, yeah, yeah. You, you'll be able to resonate more with people, the people who are foreign, or uh, the, uh, not foreign, the you people who are in China. Yeah. It's like, you know, like um, uh, when your parents moved here, like for us, you know, our parents moved here. And for a lot of people that immigrated here, like on the surface, if you like just look by, you know, on the surface, you'd be like, oh, this person's from Italy or India or from Germany. But they don't identify as Italian, Indian or German. They identify as American. Yeah. yeah. Because they were raised and brought up in this country, you know. It's like one of those things. And another example would just be, uh, I know we get into stuff about this, but when uh, there's like football games going on, and I'm not a fan of our team from around here, but uh, they used to be called the Redskins, which uh, is now what is their new team? The Washington football team. The Washington football team. And it's just like, I don't really give a crap. I don't really care much about football, but I don't really give a crap about them. But it's just kind of like a lot of people are where they're born, is like their football team, and that's yep. that's just why. And if you ask anybody, like, are they good? They don't have to be good. It's they're like, just I'm they're your football area. team. Yeah, it's like why wouldn't they? Yeah, why aren't they really like and, you know, why would you that, question me on that? And that thought process you know, is crazy that you mentioned. That kind of goes back to like 
how our minds functioned when we were in the wild, right? It's like you become territorial of your space, of your hometown, of your community. Yeah. And that's that's basically the same concept that comes up in sports, you know, like why are you a fan of this team? It's like, hey, because I'm from there. <laughs> I'm from I'm from the Bay Area or I'm from the Washington area. And you don't need any more reason than that. And that that's my reasoning, you know. For me, I'm like an LA I'm from Lakers the east fan. Side. I'm from the when west it comes side. to like yeah. the NBA. And the reason why I was a huge fan of the Lakers was because that was the first ever ever basketball game I ever saw was the Lakers game. And, you know, I was enamored by it. So it's like, Oh, this is my team because yeah. that was my first interaction. With it, you know, so. and, and then the rest of your your life and just reality doesn't necessarily revolve around these teams, but they're a part of like your life yeah, and become a, a like part if of the LA Lakers game. just went away. That would probably be like a big yeah, black spot yeah. on, and like on like your heart almost. You'd be like, yeah. What I was influenced by these. Like whether they were good or bad has nothing to do. It's just they were just part of you almost and yeah. your upbringing. But it, it, but yeah, it, just going back to what we were talking about, the reality that we live in, right? I think the reason why a lot of people feel like the society and the reality that we're living in right now doesn't feel real, doesn't feel like genuine, is because we kind of created this society. This society that we live in, it really wasn't here until we created it. You it know? was made by us. Yeah. When we were like wild humanoids and stuff living off the land and just like being hunters and gatherers, that was reality that we were born into of what this earth was. And as we progressed and our consciousness progressed as a species, we created, you know, a bartering system. We created, you know, money rules. We created communities. We created money. We create. We created these things, and we created jobs to run these things. And there was industry and all these things. All these things were made by us. That's why sometimes yeah. maybe it feels like we live in a fabricated reality because it it kind of really is. We it created is. it. You it know? Is. We created cities. We yeah. created buildings. We created farming we created all of these different everything was just a concept uh, from a thought you know it was somebody thought of it like hey man if i grow all these vegetables in a row i won't have to look around for food as much and it just grows perfectly in a row you know i just have to harvest it and pick it up at a certain time and then somebody else looked at that and was like okay well how can we improve on this yeah it's just like what is idea to the next it's idea a, it's to a the rolling snowball yeah. and, and we just, just assume that because we've been doing these things that's the best way to do it and just because it's normal but like what is normal you know like, yeah like, what is normal right? like like money is not like you said money's not real currency isn't a thing it only like, it's, has it's a value because thing. we give it value we give it yeah, value. yeah. like everybody there's socially we've agreed that this thing has value and we're willing to work and trade time for it, which again, what's time? But you know, that's a whole other, other whole yeah, other yeah. Conversation. Technically, time is more valuable. I mean, time oh, is definitely more valuable. It's the, the most valuable thing that you have. Thing. The most valuable thing that you have is is your time and love. Yeah, but <laughs> and love. <laughs> no, but yeah. So time with your it's love. Just like <laughs> like right now, we're the world is almost transitioning from paper currency. I mean, it's basically transitioning from paper currency to digital currency yeah. and cryptocurrency and all these other things. But I mean, besides cryptocurrency, like a lot of uh, digital currency, again, cryptocurrency aside, it's just a number on a computer. Yeah. And I mean, cryptocurrency is just a bunch of numbers on a bunch of computers. So at least they're all tracking it. But it's just the thing that gives it value is the fact that there's a limited amount of it. That, that again is like I don't under, I don't fully understand it, but I don't know how you can make a limited. Maybe it's just yeah. a coding number. Like, so like I forget what the full amount is, but there's only a certain amount of Bitcoin that's ever available in the world. Like after it hits that number, there's no more. Like that's it. No, I think it's because now nowadays they're doing the whole like mining for Bitcoin, mm -hmm. where people and are governments saying, are doing that. And like it's it's funny thing. Like wait, how are they mining like digital content? It's basically a bunch of servers. Someone buys a warehouse, 
a bunch of servers are set up, and they put a code in that basically tells the servers to collect certain information. So basically, what it is is it's on the blockchain, and they're verifying, and they're um, uh, you know, validating all the different transactions that's are, that are going on. And in that process, it takes a lot of computing power to do that. And in that process, when they reach a certain point, like you know, it'll get a piece of Bitcoin. Like the system will create an amount of Bitcoin and hand it out to the people doing the work or the or the codes that are doing the work. As this goes, as this process goes on, there's a, going to be a point in, in Bitcoin's like you know lifetime or history that there's not going to be any more Bitcoin. There's nothing more that you can mine. Until the next, until another currency. Jeez. No, no, that's important. it. No, that would be no, it well, for Bitcoin. But oh yeah, then, for Bitcoin. But then there's like but Dogecoin. Then, yeah, and all but this then other Bitcoin stuff. would kind of become like the gold, and all yeah. the other currencies would be will be will base their value off the value of Bitcoin. Kind of like how we have our money right now. Like the U.S. Dollar. It represents our gold, but the theory is that there's more money in circulation than the finite amount of gold there is. Yeah, that the countries possess. So, so like, just like that, like that, it's not even real. Like yeah, it's, it's really based off. Of, there's nothing to back any of it. And it's crazy because like. I hear all these stories about how like the mint companies like how they're day on a daily basis are burning shredding money but also printing money at the same time so i'm like why are you shredding why are you printing and like i saw this other article about how all the other countries you know like how much gold they have and like america's in the top five but like it's like, is, how do they know if that's real or not? You know. Yeah, and you don't even. I mean, I guess they can do scans of the planet, like in the ground. But do you even know if that's really all the gold that's on Earth, or like? I was like, what's going on? It, it's just a belief and a trust. And that it's crazy. It's what's our be... fascination as a society with gold? Because like, gold has been a huge thing. It's shiny, bro. It's been a huge thing. And it's know. a superconductor. It's, it's a, a superconductor, super I think. Yeah. And it doesn't rust. I mean, it, it had its value. I mean, it still has plenty of value in computers. I mean, we're probably there's probably gold in our equipment yeah. here. It's, but, it's one of the best conductors ever, and ancient people signified gold with the gods. I think at one point, which is also another crazy I thing. Think that's why it's so coveted. I, I could be, I'm pretty sure this ain't fake news or whatever, but uh, wealthy people back in the day, if you were a sign of your wealth, was actually if you had aluminum cutlery. Oh. Because aluminum, I mean, you, most of our aluminum is made with electricity now. So you can imagine how scarce finding aluminum or making aluminum was back in the day because you couldn't use that yeah. as a form of creating anything. So aluminum used to be meant like, oh, shit, this person's fucking wealthy. And now it's just like you yeah, get aluminum you get and tinfoil and all that. But getting back I, on track, yeah, it's just like – so all of like money, sports teams, everything around us, the even, internet, like even, it's just based on belief and upbringing into something. And it goes, and it goes even down, guys. It goes all the way down to what we eat and – Reality really is what you think is okay and what's not because, like, a certain amount of years ago, um, lobster and shrimp were just – was peasant food, was considered yeah, poor, right. lowly food. Not even the monarchs and the and the lords would eat shrimp or lobster. It was considered peasant food. It was – Wasn't it also, like, prison food? It was prison food. They fed it to prisoners and – because it was so plentiful. Like, literally, nowadays you won't see lobsters on the beach. You'll see crabs. But back in the day – lobsters would crowd the beach and sometimes people couldn't even go to the beach because there was so many lobsters there damn and so like of course you know there came a period where everyone's collecting lobsters now and i don't know when the shift happened but it changed from peasant food to now like it's a luxury it's a luxury item it's like oh lobster is like an award and like you know and eating shrimp like at a shrimp buffet is like a like a 
courtesy, you know. Unpopular opinion. You're almost eating lobster just for the butter, if I'm being honest. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like it's like when you're eating a chip. Like chips are nice, but you're eating it to cover it with. I'll be honest, the lobster is good, but I also feel like it's a little overhyped. I will I will say. There's a lot maybe, of hype around lobster. Maybe I might get you know made fun for that, but. Well, I mean, it's just like when, when there's like paintings. This is a really great. I feel like this is a good example. Like a painting, could be you could walk past. Like there could be a super famous artist who just painted what they feel something so brilliant, and you could walk past it in a museum, and just it's just one of another hundred items on a wall, and you just don't give a crap about. It and you walk past it. the next person walks by, and they say that that just brought back like X the fondest of memory yeah. of something, or just made me feel That's so, why art's so incredible. Amazing, yeah, it's it's literally just your feeling and your reaction. It's a perception so of it, yeah. yeah, it's it's just perception and like what you make of something, and it's just. Like, it is such a deep subject. It's just hard to, to articulate. Put, to, yeah, yeah, articulate it. But it, it, let's let's switch it to belief. How about that? Like okay. the belief in something, and you know. And I think part of the reason, like, that molded our society and how we live today, right? There's a lot of different constructs. I feel like that came into it, and uh, that created you know the life that we live in today. And I think a huge role that played in it was religion. At one point, I think it was a huge role, and I think it had a lot more purpose and structure. At one point. Um, now I feel like it's kind of outdated how where we are right now. And um, the thing that's kind of driving the, – the biggest construct that's kind of driving our society in today's day and age, I believe, is science and technology. Those few two things, you know, there's a strong belief in science. And technology is, like, the greatest tool that we have right now as a society. As, you know, like back in the Stone Age, stone was a, was the tool of choice that, you know, if you knew how to work stone or – in the Bronze Age, if you knew how to work bronze or iron, so on and so forth, that's become the driving tool that people use now is technology. It's it's a tool, just like anything else, but it also can be a weapon. And exactly. It, and it yeah. can also almost be like, uh, especially technology, can brainwash somebody. And and technology it is becoming reality. its own thing now. It's becoming its own construct like religion used to be or, or still is, you know, and society and morality and things like yeah, this. Like yeah. your belief in your politics, your just belief in certain science, like it's it, it's all becoming its own religion. And yeah. if you're not in the crowd, you're out of the crowd. And you got to think, yeah, some, true, some, yeah. some, you know, the whole thing about religion, right, was they were, it helped form societies and it kind of told people how to behave and how to treat each other, right? But the other part of religion that was the negative part was that it was super constrictive depending on what the belief system mm-hmm. was. And not to say that science and the government and things like that are becoming a religion, but you're seeing those same type of characteristics come out of them in today's society. You know, like you have a lot of people that are very scientifically minded where now it's like if you don't, you know, toe the line with what their beliefs are or what the data shows them and what they're trying to essentially tell to the people, then, you know, it's become like a way that where they you get ostracized. Like you're not a scientist. You know, if you have a different yeah. opinion. But you're you're either a science denier or you're you're misinformed or, or whatever. But yeah, you're 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 cast out. You're in the out crowd. You're in the one one group or another. It doesn't matter whichever. Yeah, one. and you kinda see that in politics and the government as well right now where it's like if you don't have the same beliefs as me, you're you're ostracized or out of here. And that to me has a very clicky feel to it just and a very negative effect a very negative yeah. effect to the progression and like and the sh- building up of society and, and like yeah, and community I'm, and i'm not choosing sides or anything but I, I really do just as a person looking into what's going on i just feel like there is a bit more of a liberal agenda going on and i feel like it's kind of 
they're doing like a witch hunt, right? They're like basically. Well, I, it's whoever has power, and right now a yeah. lot of things are controlled by that side. But I mean, and when we were growing up, for us it was uh, more conservative. Yeah. It was more conservative. And it, yeah. They were like growing up, like with Bush and everything. It was just like, dude, what the hell yeah, is it was, going on? It was Bush on? and re- and a lot of religious people who a yeah. lot of them were conservative. And yeah. this again is not knocking any side. Like we're trying, we're trying to talk. Way bigger That's than all these sites. Like, we are can, not all yeah. here to, like, you can, again, you can find your politics on thousands of other exactly, channels. Like, yeah. we're not here to talk that. But it's just a trend we're noticing is that, yeah, when we were growing up in the 90s and 2000s, it was a lot of conservative talking points and a lot of, um, again, re- religion. Religious. And now it's, it's the coin is flipped and it's a lot of more. Uh, 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 you're seeing logic. You're seeing science. You're seeing, like, these are the, the main things that people are basing. Yeah, so, like a liberal their, side of things. Their, of their policies off of, liberal you know, logic, on yeah. social justice and things like this versus, you know, growing up in the 2000s with the Bush administration, it was more, you know, about nationality, religion, home, country, things like that. So it's it's good to see the flip and it's good to see the back and forth. And that's the beautiful thing about this country is because we have so many different opinions and we have so many different uh, beliefs and people with thoughts and views on the on the world, but we're able to come together. But and, I feel like it's more know, ostracized now. now. Now what I'm seeing, what I've noticed, you know, with the previous um, – administration and coming into this administration right now we're seeing a lot more polarizing effect and we're seeing a lot of like me versus you type mentality which america is not about which i think is and and i think a lot of it's just come from the internet like like why ideas good or bad just can spread like wildfire Mm -hmm. over the internet in a way that it could never ever possibly like there are physical constraints where ideas could not possibly spread that fast over an entire, exactly. just the entire country. There, we came from a point where our news was on several, ch- I mean, early on, was on to like three or four channels. Then we got more channels, and now you just have the internet that's connected everything and, and just like lightning fast speed. Yeah, and, and it, there was a point in time where it was like, oh, if you had local television, or it was like, all right, cool. Oh, man, you got local television. And then it was like, oh, you got cable television. Cal- yeah, that was, holy yeah, crap, that man, was a you shit. got cable television? That's wild. And then it was like, oh, oh you, you got, got a computer s- at your house? You got satellite? You yeah. got dial-up? Yeah, <laughs> satellite and the plasma TVs and everything. Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you have access to dial-up internet in, in your home with a home computer. And then wireless internet. Yeah, came and then here. wireless was the thing. And now, you know, it was like, oh, you have a cell phone. Yeah. Like, oh, now you got a smartphone. And it's like always the next thing. And now we're kind of at this point, not saying that everybody has access to the internet yeah, we're, and access we're to We're talking about the technology-driven world. Yeah. But, you know, like – for the most part, everybody has access to the internet, has access to to um, uh, the World Wide Web. Isn't it like uh, half the population of the world yeah. now? Yeah, and now we're coming to a point where like anybody could find out anything they want, anybody could do anything they want online, but now I think we're, we're turning the corner and we're coming to a new age where there's going to be a lot of data mining and um, uh, there's going to be a lot of different ways that data is going to be used in good ways and bad ways. And I feel like one of the negative side effects that we're seeing right now is that because there's so much information on the internet and depending on where you are, like certain companies and um, agendas are trying to constrict the flow of data. Constrict, control. Constrict and control the flow of information, you know, whereas right now it's like a open and free environment online where now they're you're beginning to see with corporations and companies that they're making it more structured where you could only do certain things 
versus having access to do all they're, things. They're making it like those three channels that everyone started yeah, exactly. off with in their but TVs. I, I, but you know what? The good thing I do. At, so you flip to Facebook. Flip yeah, to, fl- yeah. Flip to Twitter. Flip to. Flip to but the good yeah. thing so is we don't have to worry about like um, all the all the data is already mined and categorized for you. And if you want to get out of that category, uh, they're going to make it hard for you to do. Yeah, and well, here's the big thing, and we'll just take a little step from that. Like, what is what is the point of all that? Like, it's because of information. And what does information do? It shapes our reality. Whether mm-hmm. it's good information or bad information, we all take it in and. We just have to make sense of it. And the way we make sense of it is we let it become our new reality. And these, you know, these corporations, they, they know what they're doing. Like, yeah. they know that if you take in all stuff from, you know, CNN, you're going to have these views. If you take all the stuff in from Fox, you're going to have these news. If you take stuff from both sides, you're going to have these views. And by the way, we're going to expand further than just politics here because yeah. these are just this is just from the political sphere but just if if you think the world's all about politics it's not there's it's all these other things going on and then if you think the world's we're just talking about the world it's not there's a universal thing going on here and if you think it's about the universe it's not if there's a perpetual like a uh, sp- spiritual energy thing going on if here if you thought so about just, one thing there's another thought coming yeah there's another it. thing and then if you think about everything there's there's something else or there's just nothing like and you, there's you nothing got, to think if about. you think about like this perspective like if you're a kid growing up, like, and you're a poor person, you don't know you're poor until somebody points out that you're poor, or like, you know, right. like you don't know that you're what that the color of your skin matters until somebody tells exactly. you that the color yeah. of your skin and matters. It's so crazy because there was this um, one second I gotta find out the name of this movie, but I've seen clips of it and people are making fun of it. But um, I'm sure if you guys have seen this clip, it's a clip floating around the internet. It's a of a of a mentally ill boy. But his parents and everyone around him, has, they treated him with love, so he never saw himself as retarded. As the term back in the day. Yeah, it's a term that people use against special needs people. Um, and someone in his school called him retarded, and so he didn't know what that word meant. And so when he found out, he had looked himself in the mirror, and he perceived himself as a beautiful person. But as soon as he found out what that word meant and why people called him that, it was like, because the way they did this scene was like he's he, he looked like an attractive guy in the mirror, and then as soon as he found out what the word retarded meant, he then, looked, he, he, then he 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 saw, saw himself he, differently. He saw exactly. himself in the eyes he as everyone he, else saw him. Exactly, he saw what the world looked him as and what he was born. There, with. There's actually a, a study that was done where they took this is years ago. They took children who had speech impediments, and this is a really fucked up study. Again, this happened a while back, but they they separated kids with speech impediments in two different groups. In one group. They tried to teach them to speak better, but all they did was just give them negative reinforcement. Like, like they say, like, "Wow, you messed it up. Great job. Do it again." Wow, like you're an idiot. You don't know how to say this. And then the other group, they only gave them positive reinforcement. We're like, "Oh no, that sounded pretty good. Like that was that was okay." Here, let's let's try one more time. And of course, they found when you give positive reinforcement, that the kids eventually most of them overcame their speech impediment. Yeah. The problem is, I mean, again, it's a fucked up study, but the kids who had the negative reinforcement, some of them were literally scarred the rest of their life, and they, they actually awesome, were afraid yeah. to speak. And, and that's, that's important. Yeah. And that it, that's another way where it shapes your reality. And going back to what Sagar said about the uh, like a person who grows up poor, like I had a coworker whose mother uh, was, and I think still is, addicted to uh, heroin. And she grew up not really realizing this. And when you use heroin, what is it, to make it, you put it in a spoon, right? Oh, and you yeah, yeah, uh, put the lighter underneath it and it melts it down, I think it is. You put it inject it, yeah. yeah. So she always saw spoons with burn marks at the bottom of them. 
She didn't realize till she became older that other people's spoons didn't come with burn marks at the bottom. She just grew up thinking that's just what spoons were. That's the sad. Yeah, I mean, it's sad, but it's just like that shapes her reality. reality. You don't know what your reality is until you have that information or have that knowledge. And then once you have that knowledge, you can't unlearn that truth. And then it's like, oh, okay. It's crazy. So this is what it is. This is how society perceives things, and this is how I'm supposed to feel because of that because that nuts like you're born so pure and innocent and just so clean and like it's funny because like doctors even say this like it's better for a child to get cancer at a young age because their system hasn't been corrupted as much you know they haven't been introduced to certain chemicals pathogens and pathogens and stuff their 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 bodies more innocent and so it's crazy that even doctors say medically like they have a higher chance of surviving, and then you look at how kids grow up in the world, and like their innocence slowly gets chipped away because either they witness, you know, their the people taking care of them acting abrupt, and then they have to, you know, force themselves to grow up more, grow up yeah. faster, and it causes them to lose a shard of their innocence. And they, yeah, you become a tougher person. And the world, and like you know how yeah. it says, the world becomes duller the older you get. And, like, things aren't as vibrant anymore. Yeah, I mean, does anyone remember their imagination? Yeah, like, do, I remember do, do, I mean, like, Yeah, I mean, we still have it. Yeah, We still have it, but, like, it was, do you remember how intense it used to be yeah, when you were younger? Crazy, it's something dude. that everyone, like, I feel like when we get older, almost no one talks about that. But life is significantly different when you have a huge, vivid imagination, just naturally. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, and I, think, I feel like it was beat out of us, and there was something that was set up a long time ago that, like, we got to get rid of the imagination. These kids are getting too imaginative. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, just the way society's set up, it doesn't nurture the creative mind unless you go into a creative field. But, like, you know, the, the, the average person, you know, going into any field, like, it doesn't nurture creativity, especially in a corporate setting. I feel like corporate setting is where imaginative and creative people go to die, yeah. <laughs> essentially, you know, because, yeah. like, once you get into a corporate setting, everything's very rigid and programmed, like, nine to five. This is your workspace. This is your workload. This is what you have. Yeah, to do. that's another and, thing. Like, know, what is the nine to five? You know, like, and what it is just that? kind of kills exactly, your creativity yeah. as a creative person because you need free reign and thought expression in order to have your creativity flow. Well, the whole concept of time is just such a crazy thing. Like how we measure days, months. Yeah, I mean, years. I'm no physicist or anything, but like, uh, all right, let's say we can go into the simulation thing a little bit more. But like, this is what we're told. We have this organism that was ru- perfectly run machine yeah. that will last a certain amount of years mm-hmm. or a certain amount of time. Yeah. And we're said it's going to last roughly 80 revolutions around the sun. Oh, and by the way, you're on a giant rock that's, oh, by the way, spinning around the like sun. 10, oh, miles per hour. <laughs> there's so much mass in this planet that you stick on it and it spins around. And there's another shiny object that's perfectly equated to the size of your thing that captures all these things that could have wiped out the planet. And there's another oh, bigger I, planet I, called Jupiter that's also collecting uh, all these asteroids. Or, by the way, it's only a 1.1 difference the reason why we're living. Yeah, and then this sun is going around a, a black hole. That's at the center of a galaxy. And all these galaxies are flying around. And they started from something that we say we know for a fact started 14 point some billion years ago. And, oh, by the way, when you point a telescope at the sky, you see back in time. It's like, like what? It's like, okay, so you're telling me that there's sunlight that comes in waves and particles. Something is pulling me down to a rock. 
and that we can literally see through time because of all this stuff. And oh, you've calculated all of it. Like it's like where did you this start? sounds like a perfectly set up simulation to me. And we're oh, yeah. just like that. Yeah, that's my everyday. That's my and everyday. Yeah, that's like, what life is. And you gotta think like a lot of people that believe in science, right? And like, uh, not that I don't believe in science. I believe in science. I believe I in believe science. science is real. And I believe science has created so many different events. And the scientific and, theory in life, right? But a lot of people look at scientific theories. And believe them as scientific truths, which is, like, not the case. Like, even growing up, right, I, I just figured this out recently. You know, we all learned about the earth, right, the crust, the mantle, and the core and everything. Yeah. Well, that was always a theory. But we were taught that in school as a fact, right? Like, right. I always thought that's what it was. There's a crust, there's a mantle, and all that. But they haven't been able to dig deep enough to confirm all of this. They're just assuming that, and it now there's new, to yeah. and now there's new information coming out where now they're saying that potentially the core of the Earth might not be iron or metal; it might be water. What the fuck? And it's like, okay, what? <laughs> so, there, that that just changed my reality. Yeah, you know, I was like, Shit. okay, well, well, that's crazy, man. Like, because in science class, I learned that as a fact. Like, I always well, thought. Here's you know, here's like, another rea- reality buster for you. Um, Keep them coming. What do you what do you think about bears hibernating? What did you originally think? Like, how do they hibernate? Like, they got a bunch of food, got real fat, and then they just kind of chilled for the winter. And, like, sleep, right? Sleep, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so maybe I'm stupid, but I always thought that bears would get, obviously eat, eat a bunch so of much food. food, stuff their butt, and go to sleep for, like, six stuff months. Stuff their butt? <laughs> they don't, so they don't have food. Like, uh, whoa, bro, what kind of bear websites are you yeah. So bears are eat, It's on the dark web. They eat berries and, like. Uh, I'm not sure about the other things that they stuff eat. their face. Crashes on the bear brains, <laughs> and like it causes to stuff their their stomach up, and so they don't have to poop as, as much. Okay. Yeah. And so I literally thought that they slept for like three to six months, but they actually what they really do is is that they just lower their metabolism to a certain point, and they just come out when they need to. But they're just like so they they're eating less. They're eating less. They're still eating. Yeah, they still wake up and have a, a short day. They just have a short day. Yeah, I, I had to relearn that one, too, at some yeah. point. I don't remember when, but, yeah, I used to think what you were thinking. This and then eventually, I literally yeah. thought that they all fell asleep, and then they just woke up three months later. Hey. There's a bunch of things like that, you know? Yeah, I mean. Like the Big, ba- the big Bang Theory. It's a, it's it's a, a theory. theory. That's that's the key word right in there, the Bing, the Big Bang Theory. Uh, Which, is I'm there not... a lot of scientific evidence to, to refute that theory? Yeah, there is. There's a lot of evidence and there's a lot of um uh scientific um truths that kind of back up that theory but they cannot prove it for a hundred percent fact they'll Wait. tell you like oh we could 90 percent 80 percent prove it then but you know there's still that realm of possibility that it's not true just like there's x amount of you know percentage that our earth is tilting at that causes life and distance for it to, to occur if it was even off by half a percent, it would make so it what, not possible. What do you think? You think the Earth is flat? <laughs> what, what do I think the Earth is flat? You think my whole thing is you sound like a flat earther. Okay, <laughs> my whole thing is: Have you gone to space and seen that it's not flat, dude? I already. Hey, told we're you. just playing playing devil's <laughs> advocate. <laughs> I'm just, here. Like, just yeah, yeah. playing the devil's advocate here. Have you gone to space and seen for yourself that it's not flat? Uh, what are you basing your opinions off? That it's. Off, I'm basing my opinion off, uh, of. Science. Airlines and planes, it's, it's, pilots who fly in the sky. So you've you've spoken to pilots. And... No, but that's what they say. They, there's certain. No, that's that what they... he's getting at. Like, where have you heard they say this? Like, where oh, again playing devil's advocate for just, playing the advocate for just, the devil's advocate. I'm just where playing is, the devil's advocate here. Brain. Just like take your own notions my, and beliefs. I get so, my information where you get your information. Okay, from. so yeah, the internet, right? The I World mean, Wide Web. Okay, yeah. and then then it's just like, well, who posted that? 
And I think we're just kind of dissecting the whole process. But that can be the devil's advocate for your... For anything. That's, for anything. Yeah, that's yeah. the point. You can, you, you can make that... That's the whole thing. Like, how do I know this microphone works the way I think it works? I, I've been told it's a condenser mic. I've been told like, it's supposed to reverberate. It's supposed to hang in this little coil or this whole Truth. thing. And it's just like, so I mean, it's, it's unless I open this thing up, like... It's all perspective. The yeah. game is perspective. Yeah, it's like, how do I know I was sold, like, wasn't sold see. bullshit? You know, I mean, it sounds good enough, but, like, you know, you don't even... You never know. And by the way, with this whole Big Bang thing... I'm out of my depths here, okay, as far as, oh, like, yeah. particle physicists uh, uh, physics, oh, yeah, <laughs> and everything. But, like, then there's this whole quantum theory where, like, there's two opposite particles, and if they ever touch, they blow up or disintegrate. Parallel and then you universes. can control one particle on one side of the universe, and that another particle is, like, the mirror of that one. And then if you control one here, they 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 don't – time doesn't exist – Time doesn't exist between the two. They literally will control each other simultaneously at the same time, and they're finding this out. Like, how do we know? Like, the the it would be an astronomical odd, but how do we know our Big Bang, where everything was as small as like an atom or whatever they say, a pebble, that that there wasn't another pebble, and they just happened to have the exact same again, beyond astronomical odds, but it could literally in a scientific theory happened. Like, how do we know there wasn't a universe exactly mirrored to this one? They touched each other and they blew up in other, uni- in other realities. They created a new reality, yeah. That's yeah, like, it would be impossible odds, but there, it, there, it's a calculatable odd. Yeah. Everything you know? started with a thought. Yeah, and it, maybe yeah. it's been 14 billion years and we just haven't seen it happen again. Yeah, and, and like when you observe an atom, right, there's the, the field of observation. So again, it comes back to how you perceive things, right? Even, even if you break it down into a scientific level, there's a certain way that they can look at an atom, look at the molecules in the atom, and then the way that they're looking at it, you know, they can predict everything and where things are going to move all the way up until the point where they're actually looking at the atom. Because when they could look at the atom and do the math while they're observing it, they could say that, okay, it's going to go to the left or go to the right or go to the, to, to up, right? But then when they're not looking at it, it does the opposite of what they expect it to do. So oh, it's sure. like when you're observing the, the atom, the act observing of observing the molecules, I think I've heard something like that. Yeah, it, 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 will, it will behave the way that you think it would behave. But the moment that you're not looking at it, you can, you can no longer predict what it's doing. And I think I heard something. So it's just like, what, so, so how, do you, how do you do that? So it, it kind of backs up that, you know, if you take that thing in a microscope and you bring it out to the macro, it kind of really validates that theory. Like, it really is what you perceive. Life is what you perceive. Well, it, well and they say and also, what you see when, and observe. you know, what do you think of when you think of an atom? What do you, what do you think of? I think molecule? of a nucleus. Um, uh, yeah, it's almost like a mini solar the, system, right? And yeah, and then you have um, electrons and protons and neutrons. Yeah, so and orbiting around they, that. they say all these things are all revolving in all these different directions. Like, are, are like, uh, it's not all happening just <laughs> oh, in a God. regular circle. It's going in a sphere in all these different directions, and there's multiple levels to all these things. But you, it's almost you almost can't pinpoint an exact atom. Like all, the the inner workings of the atom, you can never see, and you can't exactly pinpoint. You when you take a picture of one, you can see like the sphere where all the shit's going down. But you actually don't know where any of the pieces, like you said, really are. And then when when you try to dissect that, it's just a piece of energy, yeah. and it's got these minuscule little pieces of other really high uh, dense energy pieces. And it's just like, what is anything? So if you take look at an atom, right? And like it's really cool. I just thought of this concept. And I want to hear. It. Made total sense when you just <laughs> said it, right? You look at it, and it kind of looks like the sun so with with planets revolving around it, and then you build up 
all those little mini galaxies in your body and it creates you and then you keep going out and now you have the earth and so now you're your like own a, universe of atoms and then it's like the neutron going around the sun which is like the atom yeah and then you expound that even bigger then you have all these galaxies going around a black hole and then you expand that further and it's basically the same thing it's just repeating repeating itself to a like infinite a, degree to, to the tiniest level in the we cells are infinity. and atoms in your body <laughs> and then if you expand it to the macro to the to the biggest level the whole universe is the so same on thing. and so forth yeah yeah you're right because yeah it's like an atom is the solar system a molecule is uh, a galaxy like a or something or whatever a galaxy and then yeah and then all of your like a, a cell of something is like its own little uh, universe or or like your <laughs> body crazy. is like its own universe of all these uni- of all these uh, galaxies, of galaxies all these solar combined, systems, all these, all these suns and stars, yeah, so you, and it just all just breaks right down to the same and thing. Do, do you, and do you think so... that's why people feel like we all come from like one source energy because we're all just atoms in a we're body? In, we're literally of, we're infinity. Of, we're infinity. <laughs> like a yeah. universal deity. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we're we're, we're an incomprehensible infinity, infinity that we, we just can't just totally fathom. You know, like that's such a great so. Theory. So the question is. I mean, there are religions that have tried to fathom this. There's like, there's just like, how they do we fathom ex- this? Like, yeah, how do we explain to, this? They try to explain it in so many different ways, I think, and it I makes. I think that's what kind of. If you take that lens and think about it, like a lot of different, of uh, spiritual and religious beliefs, kind of tried to point that out, you know. Yeah, and I think it's like they, it comes from that, and then they turn it into like astrology, I guess. So they try to explain how the stars in in, in the sky that they see. Can control things. Can relate to them, or, and they're like, yeah. like if we're the universe, and we're seeing the universe. What do I see in this universe that controls this universe? Like, yeah, you My read heavens. it. That's <laughs> crazy, right? They're yeah. just like, what? And like, and because they're just, they're just trying to make sense of it. They're like, if this isn't me, and that's me too, like, what out there is? Is it going to mirror what's me, happening to me? me yeah. yeah, and that's why all these people are like, oh, the moon. I mean. I know some people get pretty intense about it, and they really like their life is just focused on whatever they read, horoscope wise, and like. And there's a lot of accuracies of doing that. I, I have like no idea. There, I feel like there are certain truths that I just feel like some people kind of take it overboard. I feel like you should just take everything with a grain of salt, and also you know, kind of make your own decision on what you really see, because what you really believe in is what's going to be created. Yeah, but at the same time, maybe overboard. Maybe we're not taking it enough. That's that true. overboard That's is the right way to do it, Maybe and they're overboard. living literally their best possible life, and we're just like stuck because we're not even looking up. You know, like I have That's no true. idea. There you go. Like, yeah. Who are we to say what's right? right? Thing, I feel right? like as a, if you look at if you look at horoscopes and like religion and all that stuff with a scientific view, there's certain things you could disprove or that you believe in, and you'll be able to back it up with the scientific evidence, right? And with psychological, scientific evidence, medical evidence, and whatnot, but these whole all these different things they kind of in order for them to work essentially they you have to remove yourself from that realm of thinking which is kind of like hard to do yeah i mean because it, 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 it all runs on belief on and a whole rational and type it, of view yeah and i think like you know at one point maybe even like magic was like real real because people believed in magic like that and they thought it was real and as you get to know and know things more and you're able to explain them the you, magic literally goes away it it becomes science. Yeah, yeah. Kosh, <laughs> yeah. were you saying something about witches or something earlier before we started? Oh, this? so um, since we're on the whole like reality thing and like um, construct or is this place even real? Um, I saw this thing on witches and what their view on the afterlife is, and basically they believe 
that the world that we live in, and a lot of, a lot of us kind of believe this too, is is a trap. This world is a trap, and it was set by higher beings. And so basically, they've taught everyone in the world when you die to go into the light. And apparently, by going into the light, you basically restart life again, and you're reincarnated, and you go back into the system because you are a vital piece of the system that keeps the cog running and they need you to be there otherwise what witches what they believe is that when you do die they tell you not to go into the light they tell you to go into the darkness so you can avoid being reincarnated and that way you can travel between dimensions if you wanted to so you can either choose to be more worldly bound versus just in a whole nother dimensional yeah, it's like, weird because they, they think that the whole, so they believe firmly that the world is a trap, which I believe too, but I don't, and, but then they think that the whole concept of going into the light was a fabricated, fabricated lie that was sold as truth through religion and media and in our movies, it's like, go to the light, go to the light, or don't go to the light, don't go to the light, come back, you know, and like, basically their answer is that if you go into the light, you get reincarnated and you forget and you start all over again. Damn. So basically, yeah, it's the argument is: Are you going to just be stuck in the, in the the worldly? Do you want to be stuck in the reincarnation cycle, or do you want to go beyond? That's what they're. That's what they. Think. Man, that'd be a. I don't know how I'd answer that one. When, that's because like, the time comes. That's the time. And, comes. and why the, all this stuff is all just you have to go off of belief and conjecture, because there's no way to go die and then you know and then find out because your memory's basically wiped probably every time. Yeah. I mean, if maybe this is us. Maybe my past selves have all been like, yeah, go to the light, and then here I am every time. That's, and that's, yeah, maybe I've just never chosen to go. I guess all of us, if it, we're being reincarnated constantly, all of us have never chosen to go to the darkness. We've all chosen to go to, to the, go light. the light. <laughs> hey, everyone. Producer Keith here with the Psychedelic Waffle. We hope you've all been enjoying hearing our takes on reality, religion, and the Matrix. This was such a in-depth and vast conversation to be having. So what we've actually decided to do is break this up into two parts. So what you've been hearing is part one, and next week we'll, we will be releasing part two of the same conversation continued. So in the meantime, if you guys would like, you can follow us on Instagram at the Psychedelic Waffle or on Twitter at the Psych Waffle. In the meantime, we hope you all have a great week, and we'll be seeing everybody next time. Bye, everybody.